0: Welcome back to Maverick University. Our Today's topic is Solving for Beginners, part number three. Uh, We've already covered uh, how to give the gospel, the main body of the gospel, the four main points, and also how to begin a conversation with somebody and transition into giving them the gospel. And uh, right now we're going to be covering how to transition from having given somebody all the information they need to know to be saved and actually drawing that net and getting them saved. And I just remember in my early soul-winning experiences this was a very difficult part where you're really trying to make the application of everything that you just said it's not enough for people to have head knowledge of, you know the fact that they're a sinner and they're on their way to hell and that Jesus Christ died to pay for the sins you're actually asking them to do something right. about it right. and so Brother Hall you've got a method uh, to the madness uh, how to actually get that done and uh, something that puts you at ease something that might put mm-hmm. the person you're talking to at ease as well
1: yeah, and again, we're not trying to talk anybody into anything. We're not trying to trick anybody into anything, mm-hmm. but the goal that we have with this is to remove as many obstacles or or uncertainty as we can, so that they can make the the decision they need to make. Sure. Um, the Holy Spirit brings people into a position of being ready to accept Christ. As son. The Holy Spirit does that. We're the vehicle, but but what all we're trying to do in this whole series is help you remove hindrances, distractions, mm-hmm. to that message that you're gonna do. And Satan already is gonna be doing everything he can. You know, sure. crying babies or or whatever the case may be. He's already doing all that he can to distract or distort the message. So w- what we're trying to do in our sessions here <clears throat> is just to provide some tips how that message can stay clear and clean and the Holy Spirit can take that then and apply it to the heart of an individual so so they are completely understanding what it is you're saying and what it is you're asking them to do. Sure, Uh, they've they've never grown up, some of these people you're
0: talking to never grew up going to church or anything like that, um, you 're about to ask them to pray something that probably they don 't often do or ever have done. so how does this
1: transition work what what 's your basic general outline of what you do okay well, we took the main body of of the flyer that we have, the okay. track that we 've passed out <clears throat> and we 've gone we 've done the transition into it, and so we 've been able to get all the way down. We get to this last point where Jesus invites us to be saved today for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved, and then whos and, and, and then uh we, we make sure then that they've understood everything that you've said up to this point in time. And what, what I'll do is go back and just summarize the whole thing relatively quickly to make sure they understand. Now, uh, we've already established that we've, we've made sure they understand the fourth point, all right? So we've gotten through all four points. We understand that that Jesus that for us to be able to go to heaven, we have to ask Jesus to pay for our sins. That's already happened. Mm -hmm. So at that point, I loop back around and say, now let me just summarize real quick what what the the message is of these four points. And I'll go one down after the other. I'll talk about uh, uh, we've all sinned, we're not perfect. You understand that you're not perfect. I, I did when I was younger. We understand that somebody has to pay for that sin. And since there's no sin in heaven, the only place to go to pay for sin for us is in hell. Mm-hmm. We also understand that, 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 that Jesus came to, and died to pay for our sins uh, because he was perfect, he was God, he had no sin, and because of that, uh, he, he, was, he was able to pay for our sins, but there still was one thing we have to do. It's this right down here. We, the fourth point, we have to ask. We have to be willing, if we believe all the rest of that, we have to be willing to ask Jesus to pay for our sins. He doesn't make anybody go to heaven. So I've just gone back and summarized the whole thing just to make sure they're with me on that flow. And as soon as I finish that last summarized verse, I do exactly the same technique is the first transition
0: you're going back to the your three testimony. lines
1: that's right the okay. three lines with my testimony in there and i said <clears throat> this verse says that that we have to ask jesus to pay for our sins and that teacher asked me mike has there ever been a time in your life when you asked jesus to pay for your sins and i had to say no mm-hmm. And so she said, and, 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 and it flows just like we did before, then would you like to ask Jesus to pay for sins? So if you're the one at the door, and, and I've gone through the, the thing for you here, then I'll say I had a teacher ask me if I knew for sure that I was on my way to heaven and that I had asked Jesus to pay for my sins. And, and, and when she asked me that, I had to say no, because nobody had ever told me. I didn't know. And Dave, if I were to ask you that question, have you ever asked Jesus to pay for your sins?
0: And invariably, people will probably say,
1: well, no, I haven't. That's exactly right, unless they have. Sure. And so, again, you have the two answers at that point. Yeah. And if they say, yes, I have, then you go after that to find out what they really mean by that. Where did it happen? When did it happen? Do you remember it happening? All that kind of thing. And, and depending on what they say, you respond to that uh, as needed. But if they say, no, I've never asked Jesus to pay for my sins, then, then I say, well, if you've never asked Jesus to pay for your sins, who's going to have to pay for your sins someday?
0: Uh, you put it back on them. That's exactly right. Okay. And
1: and if they understand what you've been saying, they'll say, well, I guess I will. If they don't understand, they won't know how to answer that. Sure. And you're checking again their understanding by doing that. So you ask them, Are, have you ever asked Jesus to pay for your sins? And they say, well, no, I never have. Then if you haven't asked Jesus to pay for your sins, who's going to have to pay for your sins someday? I guess I am. That's right. And where's the only place to go to pay for sin? That's And, and it is really, it's, it's kind of humorous because... About half the time people say hell, and about half the time they just kind of sheepishly look down. Yeah. Or they have the blank stare where they don't understand. And if they don't understand, you go back and, and find out what they don't understand. But if they have, if they have that sheepish kind of looking down look, they know what they're they saying. That's exactly right. And I even say, yeah, I didn't want to say it either when I was a little kid. I just kind of pointed down. But the fact of the matter is it's hell. Mm-hmm. And, and, and then that teacher asked me, she says, Mike, do you want to go to hell? And of course I didn't want to go to hell. And she shared with me a very simple prayer that I could pray and ask Jesus to pay for my sins. It was a simple prayer like this. Dear Lord, I know I'm not perfect. I know I'm a sinner. And I understand the Bible says I need to pay for my sins, or somebody does. But I believe Jesus died on the cross to pay for my sins. So Jesus, I'm asking you right now, please pay for my sins and take me to heaven when I die. David it was a simple prayer like that. I'd be happy to share that same prayer you could repeat it after me if you'd like to do that now here's the key there's there is a little bit of a danger in having them pray after you do because they can't mumble some words sure yeah. it has to be from their heart and 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 i I spend a little bit of time making sure they understand now this prayer isn't you just mumbling some words that I'm saying but you're actually going to the Lord and asking Him to pay for your sin someday. It has to be from your heart. I won't know if you did or not, but God will, and you have to mean that. And so some people prefer just letting the individual pray on their own without prompting. Mm-hmm. And and I'll admit that if they get it right, they got it. But there's an awful lot of times that people don't know what to say. Sure. They don't know. They don't, and and it probably, as, as I visit with folks and, and, and kind of evaluate what I'm doing, what they're doing, a lot of the time, people don't want, they end up saying, no, I don't want to do that because they don't know what you're asking of them. Yeah. That's, that's why it's so simple to say, the teacher asked me if I'd like to pray and trust Christ and she showed me a very simple prayer and I, and I say what and that prayer That's exactly right. I say that's yeah. what this prayer is. I'll give you an example. We're out one, <laughs> we're out one time and there's a pretty good sized guy, knock at the door, nice gospel presentation, probably 20, 21 year old gal. And uh, we get down to where he's drawn the net. She's been with him. And then, and then, just just you have to ask Jesus to pay for your sins. And, and he goes, looks at, leans in a little bit, and he goes, No, I'm going to ask you to do the most difficult thing you've ever done in your life. I'm going to ask you to bear your soul before an almighty God. And, and she's looking at him going, and, and backing up. Anybody and, would, I imagine. Yeah, that, I was scared at that point, you know. <laughs> and, he's, and he's petrifying her. And, and I'm, I'm going, what in the world? Because he had done a nice gospel presentation mm-hmm. up to then, but all of a sudden it was this overinflated uh, uh, presentation of what God expects of us. And, and yes, God wants us to be sincere. And yes, God. Would, but, you know, an eight-year-old understood. Mm-hmm. And adults can understand. We don't have to terrify them into heaven. Sure. You know, Let the Holy Spirit do his thing, you know. And so And so she's backing into the door, and, and 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 so I just, I, and I try not to ever interrupt when somebody else is, I try not to do that. And I said, but by the way, Sue, we'll say her name, Sue. By the way, Sue, what, what Bill's asking here simply is what I did when I was eight years old. A teacher shared with me how if I understand I'm on my way to hell, and she did, and, and I believe that Jesus was God, all I had to do was ask him to pay for my sins. And it was a simple prayer like, Lord, I know I'm a sinner. I don't deserve to go to heaven. But I believe Jesus died to pay for my sins. So Jesus, I'm asking you right now, would you please pay for my sins and take me to heaven? I just prayed a simple prayer like that. She goes, that's it? I said, that's it. She goes, well, I can do that. Yeah, you took the mystique away. Of or the terror, the whatever terror. the case yeah. might be. That's right. And so, and again, never, never, never push a prayer. I'll push a gospel all day long. Now, I don't want to waste time. So if it's an utter waste of time, I'll walk off. But I'll push a, a gospel presentation because one, I can use a practice. Two, I've had several times where in the middle of a gospel, all of a sudden, whatever it was, went away, and they were interested, and 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 I and I had them from then on. So you never know when when that might kick in. If they're going to listen to me, I'm going to I'm going to pursue it. But when you get down to the prayer part, we cannot be in a in a position where we just are tricking somebody into praying a prayer. I heard a time one time where a guy said, uh, "You're not opposed to praying, are you?" "No." "Okay, well let's pray." Uh, Lord, thank you for this day, appreciate being able to talk to Dave here, but uh, uh, Lord Dave just wants to let you know that he appreciates you dying on the cross and paying for his sins, so Dave, just say, Lord, thank you for dying for my sins, and, and take me to heaven when I die, and the guy goes, "Oh, Lord, thank you for paying for my sins, take me to heaven when I die, uh, in Jesus' name, amen, they walked off, and the guy looked at his partner and said, Dad, that guy got saved and didn't even know he did, sorry, it doesn't work that no. way, <laughs> it doesn't work that way, and we're not in some kind of a notch your belt contest. Mm-hmm. Um, When I talk to people, I could really not care less. That's not the point. the The point of encouragement that I have with people is how many gospels did you get in? Let the Holy Spirit take care of it after that. And and yes, we want people to pray and we want them to get saved. And and everything we're saying here is removing obstacles so they know exactly what we're asking them to do. It's not a mystery. It's not a, a questionable thing. They know exactly what they want us to do, what we're asking them to do, and the Holy Spirit can convict them and they can choose. But if they don't know what to do. Their natural answer is, well, no, I don't think so. Exactly. So they have to know. So this transition just clears things
0: up. It, it reviews with them. It helps them understand your testimony and that, hey, I had never done this. Have you ever done this? Mm-hmm. Well, no, I haven't. And then uh, you can demonstrate for them, a, yeah. this is the prayer that I prayed, and this is exactly what I'm asking you That's to exact, do. yes. Because people will naturally say no defensively when they don't really even know what you're exactly. asking of them. Yes, that's Will you exactly do this? Right. Uh, no, I'm
1: not even sure what that's you're exactly saying. That's exactly right. Yeah. So. And so if, if for anybody that watched the first transition video, this, the same three things, the, the transitions are exactly the same. So here I am, the first transition. Uh, the, the track says, are you 100% sure if you die today, you'd go to heaven? Dave, if I were to ask you that question, are you 100 or excuse me, a teacher asked me if I knew for sure I was on my way to heaven, and I answered no. Dave, if I were to ask you that question, what would you say? That's the first transition. Mm-hmm. Last transition. Bible says that we must ask Jesus to pay for our sins. Teacher asked me if I ever asked Jesus to pay for my sins. I had to say no. Dave, if I were to ask you that same question, what would you say? The transitions, the technique are the same for both. Mm-hmm. That way, I don't have to remember more than one, and they both work anyway. And then once you get that transition, then once once you're at the point of asking them to trust Christ as their Savior, you have to be absolutely clear what it is you're asking them to do, mm-hmm. and allow the Holy Spirit to take that. And then, and then, like I say, I like to, I like to actually lead somebody in a prayer because I'm. Calm, but then, as soon as I do that. And they raised their heads. I said, now, did you mean that when you say that or were you just echoing some words? And I, a couple of times I had people said, well, you know, to be honest with you, I just was echoing I appreciate their honesty. I That's guess. exactly right. And I'm glad they said that yeah. because otherwise I might not have known and they, they're going to hell thinking or, or knowing that they didn't really mean that. Sure. So I spent a little bit of time uh, trying to, to show them that they had to be in the sincerity of their heart that they did that. So let's just say someone uh, does bow their head and they ask Christ to save them and
0: they're sincere and you follow up and just make sure that they are. Um, Where do you go from there?
1: Sure, and and that's probably another topic. you don't just slap
0: them on the back and say, well, that's great, see ya. Uh,
1: Write it down on my paper and turn it in, yeah. Yeah. No, Uh, and it's probably the full length discussion is probably for another day. But at that point, I do everything I can to get them to church. Some people encourage that you try to get them to be baptized. Some people, uh, and, and I'll show some assurance verses right after that. First John 5.13, uh, you can go to John 3.16. I mean, there's a bunch of verses that you can go to just to, to make sure they understand and know and have assurance of the salvation. But the number one thing I try to do is to get them to come to church as quick, quick as possible. So you're taking that
0: conversation back to the very beginning where you're, where you're pushing the church. It's yep. exciting. Yep. Well, let's get
1: you there. If they really got saved, now the Holy Spirit's inside working on them to come. Mm-hmm. A couple things. One you want to get them there while the there is a spiritual, or I don't aura is not the right word, but there's a spiritual condition that they're in right now that they should be receptive to spiritual things well, and coming yeah. to church ought to be one. I mean, if accepting Christ is
0: you're in that condition it. to do that, that's then right. You'd be that's in the exactly right. To to and so
1: and sure. so now there ought to be some kind of a desire inside. The Bible says that there is. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're predestined to be conformed to the image of Christ after we're saved, and that's not talking about being saved. That uh, uh, God determining that has to do with us becoming more Christ-like after we're saved. It says that's inevitable, and so they that they're more tender at that point in time and more receptive than any other time. and And if you don't get them to come that first week, the odds of them ever coming plummets. Strike while the iron is hot. That's exactly right, because most of the time after that, it's very difficult to get them to come unless they had a legitimate. Reason mm-hmm. and and you can hook them to to come for another time. But I really work hard at getting them to come to church because if they come to church, they're going to hear about they'll, they'll hear salvation reiterated. Sure. they'll hear about what that you need to get baptized. They'll hear about jo- possibility of joining the church. All of that stuff will happen at church. Also, if I can just get them there. And so the church is the vehicle for discipleship. Right. Sunday schools the vehicle yes. for discipleship.
0: That's exactly right. Perfect. Awesome. Yep. Thanks, Brother Hall. Uh, we've covered uh, the uh, the transition into the gospel. We've covered the meat of the gospel, the main body. We've covered that transition leading them to the Lord. And so this is a just a quick crash course uh, that somebody can use to successfully give people the gospel and see some results with that. And in future videos, we're going to be talking about uh, some basic tips uh, general hacks for soul winners and then also how to train someone maybe you're an experienced soul winner and this is something you've been at for quite a while what are some things that you can do to uh, recruit some people uh, to be your partner and train them to do exactly what you do out soul winning thanks so much for watching